Welcome to the Amen Corner. This is Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Happy New Year! Merry New Year! <laughs> I'm Inge Nabuku, exchange student from Cameroon. Name the movie. Oh, please. I mean, it was easy. Trading places, come on. Right. Scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla, and stop wasting my time. <laughs> Name that movie. I don't know. You don't know? No, but that was funny. That is from um, that Billy Crystal movie. Um, what, what's it called? You know. What? Wait, we're rolling, rolling, rolling. I think my ass is swollen. Or, yes. Oh. Um, God, what was that movie's name? I actually saw it recently. It was on. And he gets really? the cow, and he brings the cow home, yeah. and it saves I'm his marriage. I'm 39 years old, and I'm yelling, moo cow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm like, I'm off the hook pissed. I cannot believe. So today, the director of national intelligence and other senior U.S. intelligence officials testified before Congress about right. the Russian hacking. And the big headline. The alleged. The alleged no, 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 no. This is not alleged. This is this is a fact. Who are your sources? Well, listen. And, I mean, look, you have 17 American intelligence agencies. Yes, I know that's a shocking number, but there are 17 intelligence agencies. And the, and, and the person who oversees them all is the director of national intelligence. Right. And he testified today that it is the unified, and to get all these 17 agencies on the same page. Have they ever been on the same page never, anything before? ever, okay. ever. The unified okay. judgment of yes. America's 17 intelligence agencies is that the Russian government, through a third party, provided yep. the DNC hack materials to Julian Assange, the head of WikiLeaks, a known uh, enemy of enemy. the United States, an alleged rapist who's been holed up in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Uh, because he doesn't want to be extradited to Sweden to face rape charges. The man who's been responsible for declassifying uh, American diplomatic cables. Um, shouldn't so- they take away – shouldn't they just take away his computer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean seriously, he's holed up in the embassy. Like take away the guy's yeah, but, computer. But you know, look, the, the Ecuadorian embassy and, and it's not like the Ecuadorian government is, is friendly to the United States. I mean this yeah, is yeah, not someone true. who is – who, no, this, this is, is someone out to, to get the United States. Now, in yeah. all fairness, WikiLeaks did early on in its in its earliest phases, it yeah. provided a service to the American people by revealing the excesses of the Iraq war. And that's when there were people around Assange who were interested in 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 shedding daylight on these kinds of things. But now he's clearly become a Russian cat paw. Yeah. Um, and it's He's a pawn of Putin. And, and, the, and the thing that is so outrageous is that a good number of people within the GOP caucus, enabled by none other than that schmuck Sean Hannity from Fox News, uh, are saying that actually um, they take Julian Assange's word over the uh, – Unified judgment of 17 American intelligence agencies. Okay. I mean, what uh, kind of fucking world are we living in, dude? Uh, uh, this is okay, treason. Uh, yeah, go. Yeah, let's unpack that. Let's unpack uh, this, right? I'm, I'm, I feel my blood pressure. Holy yeah, crap. Yeah. Okay. First of all, let's start by saying 
every day brings a new outrage. Uh, no, I, that's not even fair. Every day brings like ten new outrages. I, I know. Like, it, it doesn't even register anymore. I know. People are becoming inured to it. Like no and one cares. They just got to get on in life. So getting outraged about this is too much right. trouble. It's not even too much trouble. I think it's too hard for people to understand. Mm-hmm. I think that there's so much information coming out. No, everybody. I give people I give people more credit than that. I think people are outraged, but they actually don't know what to do, and that's the thing that's so frightening about this. Because well, you have the president of the United States saying, "No, this isn't true," and creating wait, this the, whole alternative wait, Obama, reality. Obama said it's not true. No, 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 no. The president-elect Donald J. Oh. Trump said oh. it wasn't true. But and, he's obviously he has his own reasons for this, but. And then are members of Congress? Right. So what reasons do these members of Congress have to get behind him? They're afraid of Donald Trump's tweets and the voters in their districts. Is it that? Maybe. Or or do they see this as a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for a naked power grab? (laughs) Emphasis on the word naked. I I like my naked power grabs not in the Congress, to be completely honest with not with Sean Hannity. Not with Sean Hannity. <laughs> well, no, I think it's it's clear that the GOP caucus, particularly in the House, is much more interested in the GOP than they are in the country. And thus, they're willing to climb into bed with the likes of Julian Assange and Vladimir Putin. My God, Dana Rohrabacher, that lunatic from California, is going off to Russia to explore how the U.S. Congress and the Russian Duma can cooperate. I mean— this is, you know, they have these exchanges and so on and so forth. But Rohrabacher is a fan of Vladimir Putin. He's the leading cheerleader in the U.S. Congress for Vladimir Putin. And the guy had the temerity to call me anti-American when I testified before the uh, the House uh, Foreign Affairs Committee, subcommittee on Middle East and, and, and Europe. I mean, outrageous kind of behavior from these people. First of all, temerity is a really big word. Uh, it is. It that's better. like a, that's like a beyond essay. That's what that's what my uh, my my junior high school soccer coach would call. It. He'd, he'd use a word like that. He'd say, "Oh, SAT word." No, this is like uh, Elsa, Elsa word, word. <laughs> GRE word. This is like GRE word. Wow. <laughs> but no, no. Uh, seriously though, I think that we need to look at this for what it is, which is a naked the power rules. Grid. The rules of the game have changed. This is Definitely. no longer. This is no longer the world order that was created out of World War II with the U.S. basically running. Forget the, free the world. forget the world order. For, how about the, yeah. our, a decent political system in this country where politicians from both parties could recognize threats to the country, work together to resolve problems. But, but, Maybe but it was it. never as good as that. But this is off the hook. Crazy! They just—I was just watching TV, and I know watching watching TV is bad for my health. But they had someone who was heretofore considered a reasonable member of the House GOP caucus who could not, would not criticize Julian Assange until he saw all of the evidence, as if James Clapper, the director of national intelligence, and seventeen agencies that he oversees, there were their professional judgment wasn't good enough. This is amazing to me. Amazing. Now, this these, has never happened in the history of Washington before. How many of these people are the same ones who uh, were willing to believe that 
the current president of the United States, Barack Obama, was not born in this country. Oh, I would imagine a, a good number of them. But like I said, they, they didn't need overwhelming evidence. <laughs> Right. They had no evidence, that. in fact. Right. But yet they believed that. But somehow that they believed. Right. Yet in the face of overwhelming evidence, they are saying, no, we're not sure that this is happening. And the reason is because what you and I perceive as a threat to the United States national interest, right. they don't. Do you know that during they the... They don't see they it. They don't see it. No, because as, it's... As a threat to our interests. Right, because, because they it's are in the interest of the GOP. They are now defining the national interest right. differently than they have been defined for the last 75 years or even longer. Do you know that during the hearing today, the one of the senators from North Carolina, a rogue state, um, said basically that what's happened here is the United States is just desserts. It's karma, basically. Could you imagine, can you imagine if Senator Hillary Clinton had said that when she sat in the, in the, in the Senate or some, some Democrat said that? They would try to It's like saying that we brought 9-11 on ourselves. Right. That would be like arresting her for treason. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, this is what's going on. It is so, I'm, I'm sorry, I, you know, we're back. We, we had a hiatus. I know people have been really waiting for us to come back. And be funny and so on and so forth. But this just dropped a quarter in me. I have been brooding over this all day long. I'm totally outraged. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, we got to channel the outrage. All right. We got to, I mean, we need to keep talking. We need to keep reminding people that this is not normal. No. And that's why. This is not normal. Where am I going to see you on January 21st? I will be at the Women's March on Washington. Oh, baby. I'll be there. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm taking the family. This is going to be the first major organized opposition to yeah. what's happening in the country. And I got to say, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to more of it. This is we are really heading in an in a, in a extraordinary direction here. Everything that yeah. we believed in before and all, all those positive myths about the country, all of these things. Are, are being completely and totally undermined by the it, it, insane cynicism of people like Sean Hannity, the GOP House Caucus, uh, Mitch McConnell, the president-elect, the people around him. It's, you, you, call it, you call it cynicism, but I don't think it's cynicism. I think it's just these guys are saying, we're in charge now. And we're making the rules up as we go along to serve our own well, interests. Well, that is and cynicism. They're not even, but they're not even pretending anymore. Right. It's beyond cynicism. I think cynicism doesn't do justice to what they're doing. They're stealing a country. Um, they're stealing a country. I can get behind and that. And they don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't give a shit. But before it reminds January me of the 21st, scene. It reminds me of the scene uh, with the two uh, Roman gladiators in History of the World. And they're yes. getting stoned. And one of the sins, what do you think of it? What? The empire? <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> and yeah. in a way, it's like, fuck it. Let's just go for it. Screw the country. We're, we're, we're out to grab power here. And money. Yeah. Power and money. That's what this is. This is a power and money grab, and it's never been so brazen. This is just, what are you going to do about it? Right. We're taking what we want. Right. And, and, and we what will. What are you going to do about it? And we'll say anything. We'll say anything. Absolutely anything to to cast doubt on 
the veracity of any criticism of, of our no national institutions. How outrageous. Okay, let's count this for a second. Okay. They're now saying that our security agencies are not trustworthy. Right. Correct? They have already, uh, during the election campaign, they had said, if we don't win, we're contesting the election. Exactly. So our entire... Our electoral system uh, is not to be trusted. Our electoral system is not to be trusted. Uh, the New York Times and other... Um, other media outlets are illegitimate and not to false, be trusted, right? And they're not to be trusted. So essentially, they have called into question our entire right. society. And, and the entire not to say those that, things. Not to say those things were perfect, but there is something to say about the American political institutions and the outlook of people that to to. Act within this kind of these these norms that have been established that kept our democracy healthy. Now we That's have a group right. of people who reject that idea. Not just a group of people, a group of people who have all of the all levers the of government in their heads. The now power. you, Stephen, uh, are a, uh, a student of government, and what is one of your mantras? Institutions. Matter. They do, they do. It's been what I've written most about in my in my career. And um, so, what happens to this country when all of our institutions are called into question and deemed illegitimate? Well, what it does is it it, it leads to evolutionary changes in these institutions. During a Trump presidency, they may leverage institutions or change institutions to use them to advance their own interests. That will have an impact on our politics for a generation because it's hard to change institutions. So it will set the country completely change them. They can they can leverage them. They can manipulate the institutions in a way that sets the country on a particular political trajectory that will be hard to get back because it's so actually very difficult to reset institutions once they're set in a, in, a, in a certain direction. And that's why it's such a fight right now. It won't be easy for them if they get a lot of pushback. If people fight right. like hell which is what to preserve to do. the institutions is, of, of the United is, States. Which is our civic duty. Exactly. To push back and yell and scream and say, this is not okay. It's So, again, let's just take one small example. Do it. Right? The EPA. Yes. The person who is going to head up the EPA mm-hmm. does not believe that the EPA should right. exist. And so what they'll do is they'll so, strip yeah, out the, the, the institute, the rules, the regulations, the laws, the decrees. Uh, not decrees. We don't really use decrees in the country. Um, that they'll strip those out or change them in ways that undermine the ability of the government or actually – they it does away with the with the mission of protecting the environment. I don't think it will go that far, but it'll certainly seek to weaken those laws and regulations. That will be difficult to move back uh, after a Trump presidency. That's what's so important about this. This isn't just about now; it's about well into the future as well. Right, and I think that most people can understand this in terms of the nomination of a Supreme Court justice. Right, exactly. So that lasts a generation. Right. 
when you tip the balance, when it's going to be 5-4 again or 6-3 right. or whatever they're going to make it, 9 nothing. Then that doesn't last four years. Right. It doesn't last eight years. That lasts twenty five right. years. By the way, the the right now they're talking about Mike Lee, the senator from Utah, being put up for the Supreme Court. That Mike Lee is Ted Cruz's best friend. I think only friend in the Senate. Yeah, seriously. How can he be the best friend? Maybe the friend. only. Well, I guess that's the yeah. best friend because Ted yeah. Cruz is. Can you imagine if they made that movie "I Love You, Man" about <laughs> Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz and Mike Lee? Where Who he would had be Joe? Yeah, and Mike would they Lee. listen to Rush? Yeah, no, the Holy Trinity. Listen, they, no, they would listen to some like you know Waylon Christian Jennings. rock group. Some I mean, let's shitty, not Waylon Jennings. Some shitty country western lughead. Who knows? Maybe they'd, they'd listen to Ted Nugent. Maybe. Oh, right. They'd listen to Ted Nugent. Oh, my God. But, you know... Racist, anti-Semitic bl- piece of garbage that he is. Speaking of racist, anti-Semitic <laughs> pieces of garbage, uh, the week before uh, the march in Washington... Well, we... Yeah. The 16th, I think it's going to be on Martin Luther King Day. Right. The of neo-Nazis, yeah, of course. The neo-Nazis are taking the opportunity to march in Whitefish, Montana. <laughs> okay, can I just tell you? Yeah, Whitefish, really? That <laughs> it's terrible and horrible, and I, I, that the, the small Jewish community in Whitefish, Montana, is 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 under threat. It really is, yeah. and, and no, as you not, well know, I it. have been. I have been reaching out to my contacts in the organized American Jewish community, raising the alarms about this. I think that they're on it. But I just got to say, it's pretty funny that this whole thing is going down with Jews in Whitefish. I know, seriously. The one place a Jew should feel secure is in Whitefish, Montana. I mean, it's Whitefish. Is this kind of thing happening in, uh, in, in neighboring locks? Yeah, and Locks, Montana is another <laughs> safe space for Jews. They're supposed to be a safe space for Jews. What's that this town in Nebraska okay. you were telling me about? Oh, yeah, Schmier, Nebraska. Schmier, Nebraska. Schmier. These are supposed to be safe spaces for Jews. Come on, Come people. on, Whitefish, Locks, Schmier. Come on, what is going on? But uh, honestly, you know what's fucked up, though? What? Is that some Hamas guy is going to be coming to, to Whitefish to to that's, make a that's speech? That's what against, they say. But I, mean, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I think this is there's this federal laws. I mean, this is you know Hamas is a designated terrorist organization and enabling yeah. Hamas openly. I mean, sure, you know these Hamas people operate in the United States under a variety of covers, but you know to openly say that we have a representative <laughs> of the Islamic resistance movement. Um, uh, speaking, uh, participating, I think is uh, gonna. You know, these guys are gonna run afoul of, of, of federal law. Um, Makes sense. But it's couldn't they just invite uh, President Obama because isn't he a member of the Muslim Brotherhood? Like, can't he represent? <laughs> right? Isn't this crazy? This the alt right is lunatic over. Islamism, yet the neo-Nazis are featuring Hamas. I mean, it's fucking crazy. It's what we were talking about today. This is—I don't think the categories work in this in this instance so well. But you know what happens when the radical right and the radical left get together? Uh, you know, Jews get ki- Jews, Jews get, get killed. killed, right? Jews exactly. Get killed? You know, when I was in high school, or maybe even middle school. 
when we were being taught social studies and taught about uh, right wing and left wing, yeah. I was taught that it's not a spectrum. It's actually a circle. Right. So, I think I had the same lesson. Really? Yeah. Did you go to Solomon Schechter Day School? I didn't Essex go to Solomon Schechter. I definitely didn't. I went to John F. Kennedy High School. Go Eagles. <laughs> we were the roadrunners to so Solomon Schechter really? Roadrunners. Yeah. <laughs> You're at like the, the bagel yeshiva boys. bookers, the bagel bakers. <laughs> the bagel boys. <laughs> the... You weren't the, I don't know, the Torah scribes. It was the Talmud twisters. <laughs> My God. We were the Hagba haters. Uh, wait, we got to talk about Hagba. So this is the big weekend. This is the big Hagba weekend. The big I'm Hagba. So, I'm really stressed out about it. Are you pumped? Well, I, you know, I've gotten, a, I've gotten some good some good hog bite training in, but not as much as I thought. I mean, the the fall, you know, my knee was bothering me. I had a bad Have you been cold recently. Your forearms? What? Have you been working your forearms? I've been trying. I'm very worried, though. Very worried. Yeah. So, again, anybody who's listening, <laughs> if you're going to be at the bar mitzvah this weekend... Turn away. Turn away. Otherwise, you Look may away. have to fast for 40 days. It's going to yeah, be on seriously. me. You can't have schmear or locks. No schmear, no locks, no whitefish. And let me tell you something. I think there's going to be copious amounts of that stuff. You're goddamn right there, it's, I mean, it's like a, It's a bar mitzvah, right? The, the, the brunch, I don't even like, I'm not even that interested in the, in the, in the party. I just want to get to brunch on Sunday. The brunch is, the, the, you uh, know what, there are two, the two best things. The cocktail hour, the appetizers. Right. Pigs in a blanket. And then, yeah, and then the brunch the next uh, day. So everything much smoked else, fish. Everything else is bullshit. Exactly. Everything Can else we just is go straight to the Sunday brunch? That would There's going to be like 75 un- people in my sister's house. My mom has yeah. been baking like crazy. What does she bake? She's ba- I don't know. She baked everything. And then I spoke to her earlier today. She's very. She's done baking. She she baking salmon? <laughs> she's not baking salmon. <laughs> no, no, no baked salmon. No, but she's uh, she's all stressed out. She's 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 worried she's going to forget something. I mean, I'm sure she baked for like 350 people rather than 75. Well, that's a that's a Jewish. I event. know, but dude, I'm yeah. sorry. Can we just get back to Hagba Hog, for a second? Yeah. You know, when so we started stressed. this podcast, I didn't even know what it was called. I, yeah, it's, now it's even. How even? You, how even? You've probably been in synagogue more recently than I have. How even is it? Is it like oh, not at all? I mean, what what are we talking about? Are we talking about like 55, 45, 60, 40, no. 70, 30? No, it's more like 70, 30 oh, right now. fucked. There's but, no know, way. I, saw, I was looking at the international Hagba rankings and you're <laughs> actually moving up on the list. Dude, you're like, I've done it, you're like I've done it twice. Six. One time I almost ripped. The second yeah. time... I, uh, first time I just ripped it and dropped it. The second yeah. time, after lots of training, I mean, much more hog by training yeah, than I've done yeah. now. I nailed it, but nailed it. I, oh, I you nailed know. Oh, I nailed it. You should you should whisper to the rabbi as you're going up there. Just get my back, dude. Make he's sure got a broken leg. There's no one there to help me. What do you mean the rabbi? The rabbi's a got a broken leg. leg. He got sideswiped by a by a truck while he was on his bike. By an anti-Semitic truck. An driver. anti-Semitic <laughs> truck. Maybe he was driven by John Kerry. Because John Kerry hates Israel. And John Kerry hates Israel. <laughs> the entire Obama administration hates Israel. Well, of course. I mean, you heard Obama's- that speech. It was whiny. It was anti-Semitic. Oh, my God. The only way it would have worked for anybody was if he got up 
sang Hatikva, the Israeli national anthem, and said, in there, "No, in Hebrew, <laughs> in Arabic, sang the Israeli national anthem and said there would be no Israeli Arab, there would be no Israeli Palestinian conflict if there was no Palestinian incitement. All Arabs want to kill Jews, and Jerusalem is the eternal, lasting, undivided capital of Jews." End of story. End That's of the story only way that any speech would have gone over. But you make it sound like it's hard to do. Like you just said the whole speech in 30 seconds. That's all anybody wanted. Is that so hard? Come on. Oh Come me God. some slack. I mean, Is that the Kerry so speech was a little long, I have to say. It was Having long. sat it through the whole very long. thing. I, I didn't sit through it. I read the transcript. And because I was looking to find out what people were so <laughs> fucking angry about. It, well, because he didn't, he didn't say those things. Because that's how far we've gone. I mean, oh, look. As I wrote in in my blog, um, it, it was the whole spectacle from the abstaining at the UN Security Council all the way through Kerry's speech, Prime Minister Netanyahu's response, etc. It was totally unnecessary coming so late in the game. It advanced no cause except actually for the settler cause and so on and so forth. But well, as you point out, if you yeah. look at the speech, there's really nothing new in it. It's not even that there's nothing new in it. Did you read the resolution? Yes, I did, in fact, read the resolution. I read the resolution, and it's actually the most even-handed Israel-Palestine resolution. Well, no, but even-handed is not good enough, my friend. Compared to so many other Security Council resolutions. This one talks about incitement, talks about terrorism. True, I mean, but we are talking about a low bar, because... The UN is insanely anti-Israel, like to this degree that That's is true. just beyond that is true. proportion or mm. common sense in any way, shape, or form. All true. But you're right. It was not this monstrous resolution that people are making it out to be. It's anti-settlement. Right. And anybody who, again, conflates Israel with the settlements... There's your problem. Right. Right. And you can be anti settlement and not be anti Israel. Right. And the and the idea that <laughs> as a matter of fact, you can be pro Israel right. and anti settlement. Right. The the settlements are there to preclude the establishment of a Palestinian state and that's a security problem for the Israelis. Well. But whatever. It's, why do it's, you hate why do I you hate, hate freedom? Israel. I'm an anti Semite. I do. You're a self hating Jew. <laughs> but I'm so psyched. For smoked fish, yeah, um, but you're not going to be able to eat it because once you drop that Torah, you know that we're scene. You know that scene from American Pie. Which one? You know, the pie scene. Yeah, that might yeah. be like I can imagine that with like a bagel and smoked fish. A bagel? Well, there's a hole in the bagel. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. You know, at some point in my life, having you know. If they had shot that movie, if they had shot that movie, and I had been in that role, I would have no, 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 not American Pie, no, 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 bagels and locks. Yeah, yeah, that's a second mention of that movie in this uh, in in our series. I think we talked about it in episode nine or ten. We did talk about it, but um, it's a a great movie, classic American Um, movie. But that wouldn't be called American Pie. It would be called something. It would be called Yiddle Yiddle Myth of Fiddle. Yiddle yeah, diddles, y- the <laughs> yiddle diddle, yiddle diddled a bagel. <laughs> my God! Who, oh, All right, I think my I grandparents think are have... rolling over in their graves right now. 
<laughs> but actually, they're not because they're dead. <laughs> uh, right? How do dead people roll over in their graves? They don't. I don't understand they're, that. They're already dead. It's like it's these sayings. Oh, so and so's rolling over in his grave. It's like. Uh, nah, newborn baby. Dead. Oh, he looks like the milkman. There's no such profession any longer. Not anymore. No. But that just means somebody else is banging your wife. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. On that happy note. On that very happy note. Well, listen. All right. Happy New luck. Year to everybody. Everybody, think good thoughts. Wish me yeah. luck on this hogbot thing. This is a big deal. You know, if they if they allowed photos in the synagogue. Ooh. But they don't. Well, I may have someone sn- clandestinely snap one of me. You should ask your mom. I'm going to ask my mom to do it because, yeah. you know, she's a big listener. She'd think that was funny. We could put she it on the Facebook it. page. That would be great. So, Iris, please take the picture of Stephen as he drops the Torah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, lifts the Torah. Stop it. All right, everyone. All right. We'll be back soon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.